Okay, we're going to start again, and um, hi. <laughs> I hope you can hear us now. Uh, we're going to take, we're going to start with communion like we have been before, and I was just sharing, which I'll start over again, and I, I don't know if you heard some of it already, and if you did, I apologize, you're having to hear again, but I don't know, so I'm just going to start from the beginning of what I was saying, and that is, um, when I think of communion, I know that especially when you do it every day, sometimes it can become so familiar that we forget the nuance of what it really means to us. So I was thinking about how Jesus said um, the night that he was having the Last Supper communion with his disciples, he said, um, this is the new covenant. And it was like the equivalent of dropping a bomb in the spirit realm. He, in that one moment, like said, everything you've ever known in your life and in generations before you that you've been taught and you've worked so hard to do correctly is is done away with. And we're going to start all over again with a brand new agreement, brand new access to God. And like it was very physical. It was very real for them. They had a tabernacle and then they had a an actual temple that was a constant reminder of the fact that they had to work on on having access to the Father. And they had a high priest that would literally go into his presence on their behalf. And, of course, there had to be shed blood of different animals for different levels of sin and all of that. It was It was a heavy, heavy burden on them. We think that it's a heavy burden on us now to just learn to walk in grace um, in this new covenant, but it was like a whole nother level for them. And I just love that when we look at what Jesus said in that, that night with his disciples, he was saying, I'm, I'm going to give you access to the father straight for yourself. And the tabernacle is going to become you and your own heart. The Holy of Holies is your own heart, your own place of relationship with, with God through me, through what I'm doing right now. Um, and so I just think it's really cool for us to remember that as we take communion, that, that there is a brand new covenant and we don't want anything less. We don't want to walk in any lies of the enemy that try to put that yoke and that heavy burden back on us. Jesus took that for us. His blood was, was sacrificed. His body was sacrificed so that we would not have to perform for God, so that we could um, just go boldly to him in any state that we're in. Um, it's, it's just amazing. And, you know, even that ties into, I just think, again, when we get in situations where we realize how out of control we actually are, we don't have control. And it's especially feels that way right now because we don't actually know what's going on. We don't actually know what this virus is doing. Um, and you know, when you couple that with the fact that there's so much fake media and all that, like what, what, what is the truth? And I just think about the reality of when we are not in control, um, you know, there, there is a grace to walk in the mystery, the unknown, to walk this 
this part of our journey. Like this is significant. We're all going to be able to look back and remember these days and, and the feeling of having to completely trust him with what we cannot see. Um, it's just, it's big. And that's what Jesus did. He took all that on for us, that loss of control. Like he surrendered control, everything that he could have done, he didn't do. All, he, he laid down every option that he had and literally gave up complete control that he could have any given moment. Um, and so he asks us to not die on the cross, but he says, we each have a cross of our own. And part of our cross at this, you know, our cross is daily. Part of our daily cross right now in this season of time is picking up this idea that, you know, if I'm going to follow Christ then and drink of the same cup that he did, then I'm, I'm going to have times where I, I don't have control. I don't have options. And the options that I think that I have, I really don't even know if I have. And anyway, I'm rambling now, but I just wanted to speak into that just to have a fresh perspective on the it's good. new covenant. Well, let's pray. And then we're going to go ahead and do the, the, the communion. So, Lord, we just, uh, we do thank you again. We do stop and remember um, what you did. And, and as even Elizabeth is speaking of, the new covenant, which is the new agreement. Um, the point of reference is what was the old. And the old was the blood of bulls and rams and uh, pigeons and all kinds of blood spilling of multiple animals where try to convey to us through the old pact, through the old covenant, that uh, being able to approach you, the approachable God, was something that we, we could not do in our own strength, that it was a, a, a costly thing uh, for, to be even attempted. And there's the spilling, again, of blood and all these things that we had to do to do it right. And we find out, you know, that's, even the report from the New Testament is nobody, perhaps the one that executes the, the rules of the Old Covenant the best, makes it to 90%, but nobody could make it. Nobody could fulfill it. And Jesus, you were the first one to be able to fulfill even the letter of the law, even to fulfill uh, the Old Covenant. And, and so you made it so much easier for us. You. you made it, in a way, counterintuitive to our tendency, which is to want to earn to want to do something ourselves that have enough good works on our resume in order to feel like we can approach you, we can talk, we can interact. and uh, But your heart of uh, relationship towards us knew that we couldn't ever do it in our own strength, so you made the provision for the new covenant as well. The entirety, it's like you know, a million dollar entrance fee into something and and nobody has a million, maybe it's a trillion dollars, we should say. Nobody has it. And you say, well, if you will just accept the gift of salvation, the gift of life, the gift of redemption through Jesus Christ, you can do it. So you provided, uh, and, and it's not good enough an analogy, but the, the unpayable entrance fee in the new covenant. And you say, mm -hmm. just receive it, say thank you. And, and such an easy percentage of quote work on our side just to receive embrace and and be grateful for what you did and so even communion on an ongoing do this in memory of me it's in memory 
of how you brought in the new covenant because you desired closeness, intimacy with those you created and you paid the price for us to be yeah. with you in every conceivable way in the future, now, and, and you give us access to who you are in the future, you give us access to who you are, all your power, all your presence, all your grace. And so we don't take communion lightly, Lord. We, uh, we realize it is powerful. It is, uh, there are elements of it still have to be considered a mystery. Mystery of what is in the blood, what the blood represents. Originally, the blood, the lifeline of animals in the Old Testament, and then your own blood, the, love, the blood of the God of the entire universe. What the, even does that mean? Mm -hmm. All these things are, are greater than we can even fully process, and you are giving us a progressive revelation of that. But Lord, we, we, we now stop to take uh, the bread, which represents your body, and we receive all that you provide, the strength that you provide. Uh, we, we receive the power that you provide, the power to live an abundant life here on earth now. And so we do take of the bread. If you have it there, you can take it now. And also that which represents what we've been talking about, the blood, the blood, Thank you, Jesus. the paid price of the new covenant. Mm. We take that and we receive the all-sufficiency. Mm -hmm. We don't just do communion and then talk later about how scary COVID-19 is or how scary the economic reality. We take it and, and we ask for there to be an impartation to our mind, our soul, and our spirit where we're coded by peace that passes understanding, unshakable faith, joy unspeakable and full of glory. So yes. we take of who you are now. Mm. You know, Johnny, I don't know if you have some a specific direction you wanted to go in, but I, I wanted to, I had something that I was thinking of. All right. Just picking up kind of where, what I was sharing about new covenant. It made me think of, you know, when we talk about, being in control and that that makes me think of kind of this partnership between us and God and there's always this fine line and dynamic of like what's our part and what's his part right. and even just in a practical sense with the virus like clearly there's reason good reason I think for us to stay home and practice the things that they're saying and you know there is a a real virus that when you do certain things with it, you're not contaminated by it. So it made me think of what you and I were talking about earlier when we were walking and um, Jehaziel, how do you say his name? Jehaziel. Jehaziel. And that story um, and what his name means, just kind of know the Chronicles, direction I'm going into. St. Chronicles 2020. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of prophetic voices at the beginning of the year talked about that being the theme scripture for this year, Second Chronicles twenty twenty, and I know that you um, are writing into that some in in the new book that we're going to release soon. But can you just like explain even what his name means? I thought that was so significant for us right now. Yeah, his name means um, it's two things. They kind of well tell how he connects to Second Chronicles twenty twenty. Yeah, you want, yeah. I'll get to his name after that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's been kind of the obvious, you could say, the uh, 
The prophetic for the year is a 2020 scripture that stands out. Uh, listen to the Lord and you'll be established. Listen to his prophets and you will prosper. And so they were speaking into prosperity and a Joseph call and all that for 2020. Um, and But what's forgotten is that, you know, there's 19 verses before 2020. And the 19 verses before then speak into an unprecedented challenge for King Jehoshaphat. It was the biggest test he had ever faced. And it was they were surrounded by the Moabites and the Edomites and others. And it was such a large, large army that was facing them, ready to destroy them. And so it said he was greatly in fear. And so he called an assembly and, and leaders. And in that is where Jehaziel, the prophet, um, stands up. And his name means whom God watches over. And whom is watching God? There's like there's a reciprocal of it. Probably somebody who understands, like Chris, the Hebrew, understands how it works both ways. There's he's watching God and God's watching him. And it's really getting God's perspective. It's getting the Caleb view, if you want to say, on something rather than just a ten spies view. And so he's the one that gives the revelation they're talking about in Second Chronicles 2020. Here are the prophets and you'll be prosper. Because he says, This battle, this army is too big for you. But this battle is the Lord's, and he will fight for you. And so stand, you know, be firm, do not fear. That was the big thing, do not fear. And so the application has been so true and real for us here in 2020 that, yeah, we, we spoke more of the promises of, uh, of the Joseph uh, assignment and call and, and the prosperity and, and that, but it, it didn't happen in a vacuum. There is a, a challenge. And whether you consider the virus itself the challenge, the fear surrounding it, the economic shutdown associated with it, there is enough, you know, there could be like three different armies uh, looked at right there. They, they all imposing in their own way, depending how you look at them. And so there has been an invitation to look at the Lord in a new way. And it's really you know, King Jehoshaphat gets from the prophet, from him establishing the truth, the true narrative of the day. He's like, okay, um, we're going to lead with the praisers. You know, that's the story of the rest of Second Chronicles. You go after Second Chronicles 2020 when it says, you know, he, the prophets, what did the prophet say? It was like the battles of the Lord. So they decided to lead with the worshipers. The praisers went ahead. And it was interesting because it points out not that they were told, you know, the battle is the Lord, so stay home. It was the battle is the Lord's, but go to the battlefield. But you will not need to fight this battle. Go to the battlefield, be prepared there, but the battle is the Lord's. And it's so, so, so applicable for us uh, today. In any way we want to look at it in the macro way, you, way you look at it personal, that we want to be those that recognize the battle is the Lord's. And the reason we praise is not just, we can think, yeah, praise makes the enemy, because that's the real story there in St. Chronicles 20. If you keep reading it, they began to destroy each other, and they 100% totally destroyed each other as the people praised. And so, yes, our praises knock out the enemy. And there's an application uh, of that, but we understand that praises exalts our God, and it diffuses your own fear, the fear of the, these armies that are surrounding. And so, as you break down the fear that's coming against you by staying in an atmosphere of exalting, magnifying, praising him. It allows the Lord to fight your battles for you, both in your personal circumstances, um, whether it's your personal health circumstance, personal economic stance, or as, as we apply it to our nation or the nations of the world. So 
Yeah, it really is a great story for now. A couple things that jump out to me um, with that, um, and any if y'all have anything to say, feel free to chime in. But I, I love what his name means. That there's this it it speaks of that partnership between us and God, and it's I'm looking at him and he's looking at me, and we're yeah. we're in sync and we're we're moving forward together. And I'm doing my part, and he's doing his part. And my part is to stay focused on him. And, you know, that can sound so, like, out there. What does that mean to stay focused on God? I mean, in a practical sense, I think it means staying focused on his character, his nature, um, what he's like. You know, stay focused on what he's like. And what you look at, you're going to reflect. So even just the practical things of, you know, being in a situation where you could be so triggered and have a hard time uh, with the fruit of the spirit or being loving and kind to the people that you're stuck in a house with or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, is just if we're focused on his, how much he loves us, how patient he is with us, that's just going to be what we reflect to other people. And, you know, the other part of that that, that really struck me is, um, let's see if I can remember... Uh, the, the battle is the Lord's, mm-hmm. you know, so he, they still had to show up. Like you mm-hmm. said, they had to show up and, and when you show up specifically in terms of worship, it's not that you're denying that there's something very real and that there's an actual war going on. Um, but in the face of what's going on, with your mouth, not just with your thoughts, like the, the battle is won through our mouths, through what we speak, because it guides our thoughts, and then our thoughts produce actions. And so if we're, if we're when usually when you worship and you sing, you're, you're singing out what truth is, and your mind and your physical body are literally hearing and responding to the truth that, it, that it's hearing your voice speak. Um, truth mm. statements. They're just very real and powerful. Mm. With that being said, I will recommend a couple of worship CDs. Sometimes we need, we also need new. We need something new because we get stuck in a rut. And yeah. when you sing something new or you hear something new sung, it 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 shifts you in a new way. And I have especially enjoyed um, Grace. What is her name? Callie Higginthal. Hi Higginthal. I don't know how. To, how would they find? Can you spell that? <laughs> She's a Bethel worship. She's a Bethel worship leader. Her name will come up. It's not a what? How do you spell her first name? K A L L E Y. K A L L E Y. Callie. K A L L E Y. Callie is um, the one whose daughter recently passed away unexpectedly. A little little toddler named Olive, and they were contending. We all were contending for her resurrection. But she wrote these uh, volume one and volume two called Oasis. Is that what it's called? Um, I think it's called Oasis. I think so. Maybe you could look that up real quick. Um, anyway, okay. it's a it's it's a two volume worship CD set, or you know you can listen to it online uh, or on YouTube for free. But she wrote that right before all of that happened last year, and I recently what. Fault Lines. It's called Fault Lines, Volume 1 and 2. F-A-U-L-T, Fault Lines. And when she recently was 
um, writing on her Instagram post, she was just being vulnerable and sharing how thankful she was to God that during times where she can't, she just doesn't have it in her to comfort her other daughter, that she just plays her worship music. And so her daughter gets to hear her mom's voice sing the truth over her when when Callie is having a hard time putting that into words herself, or I'm not sure exactly how she said it, but it just, so when you listen to her worship, like it has so much authority behind it because of that. So I just encourage you to consider um, listening. It's a, a very fresh, new sound. It's not like typical sing-along music, but even even new sounds are good for us. They 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 shift us in new ways when we when it stretches our ears and our, our hearts to something we haven't experienced before. That's good. That's really good. Anything else? Um, Grace? I have something quickly to add. It's just a passage of scripture that I was talking to the Lord about the other day and came to my mind today. And it's Jeremiah seventeen seven. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, mm. whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Wow. So the thing that God highlighted to me in this scripture is <clears throat> where it says, They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. And he was talking to me about root systems and the difference between where you're planted and then where you move your roots to in times of drought or mm. just difficult seasons of life like we're in right now. And he was saying that during these times, you really are able to identify where you're rooted, where your source is. So like where you're planted and then where you go to in times of trouble. That's for me, I, I had a realization from listening to so many different media sources, and some of them say really good things, and some of them saying really bad things, and I would be so rocked by what I would hear, depending on if it was good or bad, and it would affect my entire mood of the day, depending on the reports, and I realized the news is important, and I'm not saying to not listen to it, but don't have that be your source and don't have that be the thing that you're rooted to during difficult seasons. Super good. And you're that way you're able to hear good news or bad news and you always expect that it's going to turn out good, but you're not scared and you're not shaken if it's bad news. And that's just something the Lord was highlighting to me is during this time to be really intentional and look at where your source is in times of trouble and where you have actually planted yourself in years past, because that's what's going to show up during the difficult times is where you've chosen to plant yourself is going to manifest now in a time of trouble and be really um, aware of that and pull as close to the Lord as you can in seasons like this. And that to me has changed my overall perspective and mood during this difficult time. And I feel an underlying peace that surpasses understanding because of that. Just so, uh, so 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 good, Grace. Really good. Yeah. Anybody else? No. I know we've gone long already, but it's been so good. Well, we'll just declare over you a great rest of the day, mm -hmm. and go from glory to glory, victory to victory. 
May the Lord continue to shine his face on every one of you. And we look forward to connecting again tomorrow. Yes. Shalom. Shalom.